Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. If you wondered how much influence this show has, so Tua Tagovailoa has not spoken much outside of he's taken judo lessons that Mike McDaniel misconstrued as jujitsu lessons over the past couple of months to try and help his falling, I guess, if you will, uh, help his issues with uh, slamming the back of his head on the turf. You, and you know what could have helped him with that? What's that? Uh, knowing that uh, artificial turf football fields cost 32% more non-contact knee injuries. I'm glad How about you brought that? that up. I'm glad I mean, it might have been knees in this read, but – it's to his head. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might have been a softer it might have been a softer fall, Jonas, if he had fallen on some grass. Some Great point. just good old fashioned natural grass. You know what I mean? And I hear you. American Grass Seed Company Pennington, well, they're on a mission to ban turf fields with their hashtag flip the turf movement. So go to Pennington.com slash flip the turf now to learn more and sign the petition for teams. Uh to hashtag flip the turf to real grass. You're a real broadcast professional, you know. Hey, that. man, you know, I just figured I'd just sneak it right on in there, you know, <laughs> slide right on in nice. there, you know. Yeah. That's all, um, you know. So Tua spoke yesterday, though, with the media about just sort of his feelings as we head into this upcoming season and the time he missed and the concussions. And he had this to say, here was the Dolphins quarterback. I considered it for for a time, um, having sat down with my family, um, having sat down with my wife, and having those kind of kind of conversations. But it would be hard for me to to, to walk away from from this game with with how old I am, with with my my son. I always dreamed of growing, you know, playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what you know he was watching his his dad do. It's, it's my health. It's my body. It, I feel like this is what's best for me and 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 my family. So, I mean, I, I love the game of football. You know, if I didn't, I would have quit a long time. So that was Tua talking about considering retirement as we head into this season. I you mean, know, we had this conversation yesterday about DeMar Hamlin. 
you know, it's kind of it kind of falls in, into the same lane. Yeah. You know, in terms of of type of conversation, it's a hard conversation to have. And once again, I I probably fall along the same line of thought that I did when I, I mentioned and, and spoke about, you know, DeMar Hamlin is that this is this is these guys lives. And and you learn in life that some things are worth more than others. And when you when you sit down and you measure it out and you have those conversations with the doctors, you have those conversations with the people that you love and that you trust about what it is that you're doing and why you do it. You you make decisions based off of the information and everybody isn't going to always agree with what you have to say. And people are going to have differing ideas and approaches to what their decisions would be if given the same scenario or situation. But when you get down to the, the, the brass tacks of it, Jonas, when you're making a decision that's so big, it's, it's very big. And, and while some people will try to minimize it and say, it's just a game, you don't understand you don't understand all of the hours that that went into you just getting to the game. You don't you don't understand all of the sacrifices and all of the things that have have taken place in your life. All the all the sacrifices that people around you made in your life for you to have this opportunity that you have in front of you. And while people will will say, well, that doesn't mean risking the permanent health of yourself in the situation. And I would beg to differ. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. To some people, to some people, it means that much. I always told people when I was playing the game, some people would ask me, what do you think gives you a mental, a mental, emotional uh, advantage when you're playing the game. And I told them I'm willing to die. And it would take people so far back. Like they would look at me and they're like, like they were perplexed Jonas. But again, like I said yesterday, we say things and it becomes almost cliche. Like, Oh, you're willing to die for it or play every play. Like it's your last play or whatever it may be. Respect the game. Well, sometimes you get an opportunity to see how true those sayings and how true when when guys say it, how much that really, really means. Some guys, this really means living their passion. Your passion is living. If you take away somebody's passion, then you take away, you know, a lot of the essence of, of what makes them who they are. So anyways, that that's a long, long rant on on just living your life no matter what the odds or the circumstances may be. And maybe there will come another concussion and another moment where he has to reconsider all of the same things that he's, he's considering right now. And the, 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 the final decision is very different. It's vastly different than the decision that he's making today. But I think he should have that opportunity to get to that decision and no one should dictate that other than a doctor saying medically you should not go back to playing ball. Now that's different. 
that's very different. But if they're saying all all systems are go, you 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 know you should be aware that here are the risks connected to what you're doing. If he takes that risk and he wants to continue to play, then Jonas continue to play. I I couldn't imagine if somebody told me. Hey, by the way, because of an injury or a physical condition, you can no longer do radio. I couldn't even imagine that. If somebody said to me, you'd be risking your long-term health if you continue to do this, okay. And and what else? Like, this is like this is what I love. It's what I love to do. I It's like we joke and say, well, you don't have a life. No, I really don't. Like, this is it. Like, that's this is my passion. I love to do this. I can't imagine being 25 years old like Tua and somebody saying... Hey, by the way, in a in a physical game, in a sport that's all about contact, if you take one more shot, it could be over. I, I, I'm with you. Like I look at it and go, this is this is him talking about you know this like this idea of him and wanting to continue his career and wanting to be a quarterback for the Dolphins or whoever. It's not about him looking at just what could happen physically. It's about him looking at what would happen if I don't play. Like if I if I don't play. Where am I going to be at? And I don't think yep. that means that he has his priorities in the wrong place. I just think that means that he's found something that he loves so much. And also, by the way, it's not like this is the first injury he ever dealt with, with all the stuff he went dealt with at Alabama and the multiple surgeries on his ankles and then also, you know, the stuff with his hip. He almost lost his career on that play in Alabama that and, ended yeah, his college, college career. Like, yeah, that could have been it. Very like, true. I, I remember watching that. And it was during a Saturday show I was doing with Bucky Brooks, and I, I said to Bucky during one of the breaks, I was like, hey, man, that might be it. He goes, that did not look good at all. He goes, oh, that did not look good at all. And so when you see what these guys are willing to go through and what you guys go through to get back out there, like an Alex Smith, like, man, seeing Alex Smith the first time he took the field after having that surgery and everything he went to uh, through almost dying, you're thinking, man, is it really worth it? Well, to him it is. Because he's thinking about, what if I can't do this anymore? And at least... I mean, did you see Alex's leg uh, after un- the surgery? Uh, unbelievable. Still. I mean, to this day, doesn't yeah, look right. it's, it's deformed. Yeah. And, and he, that man still came back yes. out late. And, and the first game back with Washington, he was playing against the Rams and who's the first guy who got a hold of him? First physical contact, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Maybe the last person you'd ever want to see on a football field, and that's the guy who got a hold of Alex Smith his first time back. It's just their willingness to go through this and, and what, what you guys are willing to accept as a reality of the situation and how things could end, that I think just shows, like you mentioned, the passion that these guys have. Now, well, It should also serve as a lesson to our society and to our culture. Because we've gotten so far away from that is really the essence and the core value of what we are and what we have been in building this country, you know, is is that 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 desire and that passion and that will, you know, the intestinal fortitude, like don't don't always run away from what's hard. Don't always steer clear away from what what seemingly is impossible. We've just gotten so far away and we've just embraced this idea that everything should be assisted. Everything should be so safe. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, do some research on how uh, skyscrapers were built in America. You know, do do, we talk so much about racial relations these days. Do, Do some research on racial relations in terms of the workforce. There was a time where where your passion didn't matter. You just had to do it to survive. 
you know, and, and for what it's worth, it's just, this is all, these are all stories of, of perseverance. These are all stories of defying the odds. These are all stories of, again, doing things that are hard. And now we we kind of have graduated into a culture where that is not the the identity of of our kids, and that's why you see all this bull ass going on in our society. That's why you see so many cowards. That's why you see so many cowardly acts. Is because there's not that you don't see that development. These are things that are developed in our young men and women in sports. When you go through trials and tribulations as a young person, like you, you develop a calloused way of, of approaching things because that's the way you're supposed to. It's the hard way. And we don't have that anymore. Give everybody a trophy. Make them feel good about themselves. I love the fact that we we're addressing the mental health issues of everything that's going on right now. But don't turn mental health into a crutch. Don't turn mental health into an excuse. Don't don't turn mental health into this this reason as to every single reason why not. Don't turn all of these new things that we're learning about and understanding into excuses. And that just seems to be the world that we live in anymore is that it's better to be soft. It's better to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, just just everybody wins. No, no, no losers. No, nothing like, oh, you guys, uh, you both. Oh, this this there's only one trophy, um, but you both win. So but we're going to give it to the, the person that lost or, oh, we're going to we're going to invite the loser of of this this national championship game to to the White House. Like <laughs> oh, that's we're just we're just hey, listen, we're just living in a day and age where we are like you. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so passionate about this. All right. I just did I just did a a campaign launch for for firefighters in Pennsylvania. Firefighters are first responders much like our police much much like our much much like our military. Look at how many people are making it through basic training. Look out at the amount of people that are, are obese in America. Look look at the amount of people who are enrolling to be firefighters or to be police officers. Look at those numbers. You'll be shocked. You'll be astonished. People can't even make it through basic training, Jonas. They can't even make it through basic training. So people have been pampered for so long now. And and this this new generation, these new generations of kids, they have been pampered for so long that being a part of our military only becomes a necessity for those who fail in in society versus those versus those who actually want to go protect our country, who want to go put fires out and protect our communities. It's just it's it's a shame. It's a it's a shame. And you see it playing out because our men and women of service, it's it's such a decline because we don't have hard nosed type of people in terms of how they approach their lives. Everything is give everybody a lollipop. Be happy. You're all winners like that ain't how it works. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right now, we do talk to the great Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, what's happening? How's your Thursday? Hi, A.B. Well, it was good, it was good until you guys played that song that reminded me of that dump. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. All right, Albert, how many Big Ten stadiums, since we're just on the topic now, how many Big Ten stadiums have you been to, and where does Ann Arbor and the Big House rank for you amongst all stadiums you've been to? Well, I'd have to, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to think about it because when I was in college, I covered the, the football team. So I've been to a bunch. Um, I would say, like, I, I still think like, this is, like, unbiased, right? But, uh, but I still think Ohio Stadium's got the most character of all of them. Um, oh, my I think gosh. Penn State's, I, I'll, I, I'll give you this, LeVar. I think Penn State's the loudest. Okay. okay. We're the um, best, but and go I ahead. Think, and I think the one, I think the one that like is probably a little underrated that people outside the Big Ten wouldn't know as much about is Camp Randall. Um, yeah. Like I think Wisconsin's really dope. really cool. Wisconsin's dope. I mean, Michigan's massive, and I'm saying this like I, like I seriously mean this. Like I've got a lot of family members that went there. It's massive. There's just not a lot of character to it. Would you agree <laughs> with that, Lavar? Yeah. I mean, seriously, there's just yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, I agree. It's just a, it's just a it's big, just big massive bowl that goes into the ground. Eating. That just right, goes, into, goes the into the ground. Yeah. And when you drive up to it, when you drive up to it, you can barely see it. Like the right. like one end of the stadium legit, like, because when you enter the stadium, you're at the top of it. Like one end of the stadium legitimately looks like there's nothing there. Yeah, you could like, like climb I, over it. 
Right. Like, it looks like it's so low you could climb over the top of the stadium because it goes so far, yeah. like under sea level or whatever. So, right. Yeah. Right. I agree so I would, with you there. I mean, I mean, I would say okay. So I would say Ohio Stadium has the most character. Penn State's the most, the loudest. Camp Randall's probably the coolest, and then Michigan's the biggest. So there you go. And there and you go. and you would say just in in based I wouldn't on, disagree with that. Uh, based, I wouldn't disagree with based that. Based on your comments, you would say that the big house is the most overrated. Is that where we're going with Albert? Well, I mean, like if you drive up to like I I hope LeVar would agree with this too. When you drive up to Ohio Stadium, it feels like you're driving up to the Coliseum. You know what I mean? Like that's what it feels. And it's it's just and like Michigan's just it's it's underwhelming it's cool is what you want to say. It, 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 it's not that loud either. That's the other thing. It's, it's not, not that, that loud. loud. It's not that loud. And if you, You're right. And, if you st- and they have this really stupid thing where, like, they load quarters into marshmallows and throw them at you. Like, that's supposed to hurt. Um, <laughs> really? And, uh, and, yeah. They, they, they load quarters into marshmallows and throw them at you. I mean, you go to Columbus. You go to Columbus or State College. You're gonna get batteries thrown at you. <laughs> you also you failed to mention that you get a ass cheek and a half at Michigan Stadium as well. That's why they're able to well, get the, the, the numbers. Yeah, that's, you don't that's, you don't get a full that's, two that's, cheeks. That's true. That's true. Yeah. At Ohio Stadium and Penn State and, and Ohio Stadium and at Beaver Stadium. They kept building the stadium up and up and up. At Michigan, they just painted the numbers closer together. Yes, that's, they did. That's how that stadium got that many people. <laughs> yeah. You get an ass cheek and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, is, that is well done. It better be a family member that you got tickets next to. Hey, let, hey, let me <laughs> tell you. you I, and, I, and, 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 I, and I am on the record with all of this, and, and, I, and I think – You'll find people at 13 of 14 Big Ten schools will agree with everything I just said. Hey, let me tell you something. Just off the top of your head, impromptu stadium rankings in the Big Ten, that was as good as it gets right there. That is well done by Albert Breer because it's going to make it's people accurate. feel good and it's also going to piss some people off, uh, I'm sure, in Ann Arbor listening in oh, Michigan. Well. So that'll, that'll happen there. Uh, Albert, I, I did want to ask you this, though. Yeah. We, we saw the Jalen Hurts deal get done. I don't know if it's official yet. I saw that it hadn't been filed with the NFLPA or with the league mm-hmm. yet. Um, but we saw the deal get done. So does this help or hurt the chances of a Lamar Jackson deal getting done with Baltimore soon? I don't think it affects it, um, honestly. Just because, like, I, I think the Ravens would be willing to do what the Eagles did with, with, with Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? Like, so I... I think if, you know, Lamar Jackson said, I'll take Jalen Hurts' deal, I think the Ravens would do it. Um, and, I mean, on top of that, like, I think these are two quarterbacks who are in much different situations. I believe Jalen Hurts' career earnings at this point is like 5 or $6 million, right? Like, so you're talking about a guy, like, having, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars put in front of him when he's only made $6 bucks. Lamar Jackson, you know, if you include this year's franchise tag, his career earnings after this year are going to be up over $60 million. So, you know, if you've got tens of millions of dollars in the bank, it's a lot easier for you to sit and wait and hold your ground, you know. And so I think it's two quarterbacks that are in much different positions. Um, and, I, and I think that, like, you know, what you see Jalen Hurts did is a traditional quarterback contract. It's a tick more than the guys got last year, which is the way this stuff works. And then – you know, Justin Herbert will get a tick more than, than, than Jalen Hurts got, and Joe Burrow will get a tick more than uh, than Justin Herbert got. And, like, that's just not the way that Lamar has negotiated this. If Lamar was willing to play that game, 
this would have been done a long time ago. He's obviously looking for something different than what all these other guys have been getting. How does this compare to the Dak Prescott? I, 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 I remember Dak Prescott's conversation getting pretty contentious, getting very, yeah. very intense. How does Lamar Jackson's conversations compare to Dak Prescott's in, in, in relation to – it did take a long time. They got to training camp um, before before uh, Dak Prescott's deal – I believe, if I recall correctly, yeah. they, they had gotten to training camp. Um, how does this – because they ended up getting the deal done with Dak and everything was kumbaya and everybody all is forgiven, all is well now. Yep. How do you see this comparing to Lamar's situation? It's a little different because Dak wasn't a first-round pick, so you didn't have the fifth-year option. Um, which, you know, like now the Ravens and Lamar, they're past the fifth-year option. Um, so you're onto a franchise tag, which is where Dak was. Um, I, I think the primary difference, uh, LeVar, is I think the Cowboys were looking to win the negotiation. And, like, I, I think the Cowboys sort of failed to acknowledge that that market's not going to go down. You know, like that market for the quarterback position, you know, if you wait, you're going to wind up paying more. And so, you know, I think the, the Cowboys are trying to win the negotiation and trying to do something that would help them manage the rest of their roster because obviously they've got a lot of talent elsewhere in the roster. They did at the time. Um, you know, so like that, I think, as much as anything else, was the Cowboys, A, trying to win the negotiation and B, trying to manage that contract around everybody else's contract. And they wind up losing in the end because of it. And I think this is different in that, like, I, like again, like it's just – with the Ravens, it's about like you know. I, I I think it's about trying to do something that's a more traditional contract structure, and Lamar wants you know again to do something that's going to be groundbreaking. Um, and I think like the the thing about like Dak's contract is like he winds up doing a contract that is of traditional quarterback structure, and at this point, Lamar's not wanting to do that. And I think the Ravens are willing to work with him to some degree on it. I just don't think the Ravens want to lose in every category. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to take some level of compromise from Lamar to get something done. I feel like the Ravens feel like they've done everything they can to compromise on their end. Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. So we're a week away from the draft. I got to ask you, what's the most surprising or intriguing draft tidbit you've heard over the past couple of days uh, as we approach next week's first round? Well, we've already been over like the idea that Houston um, potentially couldn't, might not take a quarterback at two. Which I think, you know, if you said that to me a month ago, I, I would have been a little surprised that I'd be saying this um, a week before the draft. But, you know, I, I, I think D'Amico Ryan's um, with a six-year contract it has made the case that, you know, there is some value in taking a defensive player that high. He, of course, was in San Francisco four years ago when they took Nick Bosa. And, you know, we've seen where that's gotten them. They've been to three conference title games in the Super Bowl in, in the four years since. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think the idea is if you're not fully head over heels for a quarterback, maybe you're better off taking the defensive player and waiting until next year when you got Drake May and Caleb Williams coming into the draft. Um, you know, I, I, I would say the other thing that sort of, I, I would say caught me a little bit off guard. I can't find anybody who like loves Will Levis. And so, you know, if you're talking about somebody potentially really tumbling, on, on Thursday night, and, you know, like the guy that we're all talking about, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on Thursday night, 
it might be the Kentucky quarterback. Um, wow. You know, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think his interviews have gone particularly well. And, you know, I think the tape is kind of a little all over the place. And so, you know, I think Anthony Richardson goes in front of him. Um, oh, wow. And I think, there's poten- I think there's potential that Hendon Hooker could go in front of him, too. Like, oh, wow. I, I, again, like, wow. again, it only takes one, right? It only takes one. So maybe there's somebody lurking in the top ten that, that really loves him. I just can't find that team. And um, once you get outside the top ten, I think, you know, you could be looking at a guy who really wanted to slide in. I would have thought that would have been Jalen Carter, that you would say these types yeah. of things about. I mean, I would say this, though, you know, like, LeVar, I, I think with Jalen Carter, the talent is so over the top, you know what I mean, that, yeah. like, I think, he'll, I, I think he can slide a little bit, but I don't think he's going to slide out of the top dozen or so picks, you know, like, right. I think, you know, you're eventually, and that's the problem with, with Jalen Carter, I mean, like, he's, I think, the best player in the draft. Um, you know, the problem he has is, like, a guy who's got the talent that he does and is going to go as high as he, he, he should like you look at the teams at the top of the draft, what are those teams? What 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 would you generally say about teams that are up there? They're not very good. Sometimes they have new coaches. Maybe they're you know with coaches who are on their last legs. The locker room might not be very strong. A lot of these teams probably don't have the right environment to um, bring somebody like Jalen Carter along. That's why you hear so much about the Eagles taking him, right? Like the Eagles had a tenth pick. That's the Saints pick. Um, and, you know, the Eagles have a very strong veteran locker room. Um, the Eagles have N'Kobe Dean and J- Jordan Davis, who, you know, Jalen Carter played with at Georgia. So they've got a ton of infrastructure to make it work for him. I mean, you generally don't see a team that was in the Super Bowl last year drafting in the top ten. So that's why you hear them as a potential suitor. Seattle, you know, they're drafting fifth. Well, they have somebody else's pick, too. You know, and they were in the playoffs last year, and they had the infrastructure potentially to take somebody like that on. Um, you know, you hear Jalen Carter compared a lot to, to Warren Sapp. And, um, you know, I think, you know, what's interesting if you look at Sapp's career is he went to a place that maybe you didn't think was that great at the time but wound up being fantastic in Tampa where he had Tony Dungy and Derek Brooks and John Lynch and all these people around him, and he wound up becoming a Hall of Famer. Like, I think that that's the sort of swing prospect that Jalen Carter is where – um, things could go really wrong if he goes to the wrong environment. But if he goes to the right environment, he could wind up being a great player for a long time. Uh, last one uh, for me, Albert. we got about 30 seconds. But I mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been looked at as the team that's the favorite to take Bajon Robinson, who everybody is the consensus number one running back in the draft. How yeah. high could he go if – because everything you hear is that the talent is there, but it's the running back position. How high are we talking yep. about the potential for Bijan Robinson next week? I mean, I mean, he might be the cleanest prospect in the draft. Like I, you know, I, it's funny. Like when I was calling around, we were just talking about Jalen Carter. When I was calling around over the last uh, few weeks, you know, and, and I say, well, Jalen Carter's the right, the, the best player in the draft, right? Like, and the response I get is like him and the running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and the running back they're referencing, of course, is Bijan Robinson. Um, Everybody I've talked to says he is in the same category as Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley were coming in, um, like one of the best running back prospects over the last 10 years. And that's why this is going to be so fascinating, you know, because like, I think this is going to be a true litmus test of how far the value of that position has fallen, where is there somebody in the top 10? Is there somebody in the top 20 that's going to be willing to take him? And the problem isn't that he's not a great player. He is a great player. Everybody knows he's a great player. The problem is it's too fi- easy to find answers at running back. Like, you look in the Super Bowl, 
the Super Bowl champions are starting a seventh-round rookie in Isaiah Pacheco at running back, and they they got their former first-rounder Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who's a healthy scratch for the game. That's exactly why. You know what I mean? Like so, um, you know, I think that that he his him and Jameer Gibbs from Alabama to a lesser degree. Those two guys, I think, are going to be a really good litmus test of where, this running, where, where, where the league stands on running backs. Because I think in Bijan, you've got like a Zeke, a Zeke Saquon type of prospect um, there. And then, you know, in Jameer Gibbs, I think you have a guy a lot of people would compare to Alvin Kamara. So how far they fall, I think it's going to show us sort of where the league stands on the position. You know, it's crazy you bring that up. Uh, in 2005, the top five went... Ronnie Brown two, Cedric Benson four, and Cadillac Williams five. Cadillac Williams. You had three yeah. running backs in the top five, and now we're to the point where you've got a, a, go a sure at, f- It's crazy. Go and look at 2008. Um, 2008, I think there were six or seven. That was like Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, Rashard Mendenhall. Like, there was that year. And if you look, like that was an interesting year too, 08. Because if you look at that year, I think there were six running backs in the first round. And then, like, some of the best players in the position were outside of the first round. It was, like, Matt Forte and Ray Rice, and you had all these guys that went outside of the first round. And, I mean, like, we don't have the time to do it now, but I do think that there's a larger discussion to be had here about, like, what, where the athletes are going now. Like, you know, I, in a lot of cases, if, you know, you're a great 15-year-old athlete, you're probably not playing running back anymore. Like, whereas when we were all kids, a lot of times the best athlete in your high school team was going to be the tailback, Right. Now I think you see those kids gravitating to other positions because they see what's happening at the upper levels of the sport. Yeah, you mentioned it. Darren McFadden, Jonathan Stewart, Felix Jones, Rashard Mendenhall, Chris Johnson, Matt Forte, Jamal Charles, Jeez. Tim right. Hightower in the fifth that's round. That's all one draft? Yeah, that's crazy, Jeez. man. Yeah, that, that's, a, yeah. Uh, that's a really good draft class for running backs and probably never, ever going to see that again. It's, it's wild to think how far that position has fallen. Um, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. And if you have a thought about you know his rankings when it comes to Big Ten stadiums, tough balls. He said what he said. Uh, it's written in stone, and he would be the guy to know since he's covered that them. conference. You, you can send them to my phone's Twitter account set up by Jonas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. that, that it wouldn't fun. be the first time we had people beefing on Twitter with somebody that's on our show. Yeah, that's so true. Don't, don't worry about that, A.B. You're not the first uh, one to I, the I, party. I think, I, think I, yeah. I think I saw some things overnight. Yeah, 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 it's weird. yeah. you're not the first one to the party. It's weird so. how that happens. Uh, yeah. It is uh, great to talk with Albert. Albert, we'll do it again next week. All right, thanks, guys. There he is, right, uh, Albert Breer, Senior NFL Reporter at the MMQB. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Kind of an interesting night. And I would say interesting evening leading into the night in the National Basketball Association when it would be the Ja Morant injury for the Memphis Grizzlies. And then you had Giannis, who was also banged up for the Milwaukee Bucks. And neither one of those guys played no problem whatsoever because the Memphis Grizzlies won their game against the Lakers. They have even up that series at home. And then the Milwaukee Bucks hammered the Miami Heat. So they have even up that series as well, too. So an opportunity for both the Heat and the Lakers to take take advantage of banged up superstars on the other side and they did not get it done. And then you had Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> uh, who, the new Draymond. Yes, he's the new Draymond. Uh, I remember back when uh, when you were doing the show on FS1 with Jason Whitlock, he would refer to Baker Mayfield as a little smoky because yeah. uh, he always wanted the smoke. Uh, Dylan Brooks yeah. reminds me of somebody who definitely always wants to smoke or at least talks as if he always wants to smoke. And so he discussed the game with the media afterwards and him competing against LeBron James. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know oh my what I, mean? God. I, was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. He should have been saying that earlier on. But, you know, I poke bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. I don't care. He's old. He's old. <laughs> He's old. Uh, 
That's fantastic. I mean, you should have a level of, of <laughs> healthy respect for one of the greatest to ever play the game. But at the same time, you know what? There's something to be said about gamesmanship. There's something to be said about just kind of having a killer mentality. And, and I mean, that's mental warfare. He's waging mental warfare on the Lakers. And if it works, good for good for Dylan Brooks. You know, he's been in people's head. He's been taking up real estate in people's heads for a, a little while now. I mean, we saw the way uh, Clay Thompson reacted to, to Dylan Brooks. Right. We saw the way Uncle uh, Shannon Sharp reacted to Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Like, he gets into your head. You had Donovan Mitchell and him getting a little dust Oh, yeah. Yeah, Donovan down. Mitchell had to go ahead and grown manhand him. Now, Donovan Mitchell ain't old. You know what I mean? And he went ahead and grown manhand him. He put him down on the ground and, you know, showed Dylan Brooks that, you know, fake thugs need hugs. He needed a hug after that. You know what I mean? Give him some milk. But but in this scenario here, I just think basically all he's, he's doing in this moment is is while people will say that's disrespectful, don't poke the bear, this, that, and the other, really all he's doing is 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 just letting people know we're not afraid of LeBron James or the, the L.A. Lakers. Right. And we're not afraid. And, and for what it's worth, the L.A. Lakers haven't played at a level where you're going to sit there and be like, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! What is Dylan doing? What what is he doing? Like the Lakers are going to come out and hit a nut? No, they might not. I mean, they've been better than than the the Grizzlies during the course of this year in their turn in their times meeting each other. They've won the majority of the games, but you're here in the playoffs. The games matter, and for what is worth, Jonas. I kind of like the the I kind of like the just you know what like there's no tomorrow type approach like I don't care about like talking trash to LeBron like he is old like it ain't, yeah. he ain't told a lie that and you know the other part about Dylan Brooks that I love first of all he's a second round draft pick okay and in the NBA where it's so difficult to even stay on a team like I remember Brian Scalabrini who everybody kind of mocked because he was this sort of they viewed him as well he's not the most athletic guy and he's uh, he'll you know he'll shoot the basketball and all that but he's just kind of your, your typical role player last on the bench type person but people loved him because he you know he, he was a redhead and he came out and he hustled but in in comparison to some of the great athletes in the league like he wasn't he, he wasn't up to snuff as far as you know the comps go and then like he got called out by some guys who said well I could beat Brian Scalabrini in a pickup game and he completely wiped the floor with him because <laughs> the the worst player in the NBA not that he was the worst player in Scalabrini but the worst player in the NBA is so much better than the rest of us common folk and, I, and I'm putting myself in that class so when you got a guy like Dylan Brooks who's doing whatever he can to stay on an NBA roster, not that he's ever in danger of it because he's had a good career, but he's carved out a niche for himself to still maintain his spot in Memphis alongside John Morant. He knows what his role is, and he's playing his role perfectly. Like, he's going to be the agitator. He's going to be Draymond Green. It's why I don't bury Draymond Green when, when you look at his numbers and his stats. And, well, if he was on any other team, he wouldn't have the same impact on the league and he wouldn't be a borderline Hall of Famer. True. But that's not his fault. 
it's not his fault that he's on the Warriors. He's doing what his job is to do, and that's to play to the strengths of Steph Curry and the rest of those guys and let them be them so they don't have to do it. That's exactly what Dylan Brooks is doing. I have no issue with it whatsoever. Like, that's I his totally role. I totally agree. I totally agree. That's what he does. and, and That's so, what he does, Jonas. Yeah. And so to see him uh, take a shot and say, I don't care, he's old. Can we hear just the beginning of that again uh, from Dylan Brooks? Uh, can we hear just the beginning from Dylan Brooks uh, talking about LeBron James uh, in the, with uh, discussing his status with the media and just the back and forth they had in game two? You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what what were you thinking? I don't that? care. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. It's so good. Oh man. So there's uh, there's your uh, your Dylan Brooks highlight. One more time. One more time. One more time. One more time, Birdo. One more time. LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if you bad. ask somebody a question and they tell you the truth, or, I mean, can you be upset at them oh, giving you man. the truth? It's hilarious. Absolutely I mean, he hilarious. he was in such a truthful moment there. Like he didn't he didn't hesitate. He didn't he didn't stop to wonder or think about it. Like I don't even care about what you're talking about right now. He's old. Like, and and let and Soul let me tell man. you something. You don't think the NBA wasn't foaming at the mouth at a Memphis Grizzlies, L.A. Lakers first round matchup. And now they've gotten this added on top of it. Shannon Sharp better be there. He better be courtside when this when they uh, play back at the crypto, formerly Staples Center, not exactly the Great Western For round Forum. two. Yeah, he better be there. Or as the uh, great Victor Brick Jacobs says, the downtown hoops dojo for game three between the Lakers and the uh, and the Memphis Grizzlies. So there's that fun mm. stuff. It is time for the progressive play of the day. Max Scherzer has been ejected from the game by first base umpire Phil Cuzzy. And for the second straight inning, when Scherzer went back to the mound, they checked his glove. Cuzzy saw something that he felt Max could not have. And after an animated conversation, ejected Scherzer from the game. That is the progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So let's hear from Max Scherzer, the pitcher of the Mets, uh, who was caught uh, apparently with a substance on his hand or his glove who tried to explain himself after the game. I would have to be an absolute idiot to do, try to do anything when I'm coming back out for the fourth. So... I'm in front of the MLB official that's, that's underneath here. I wash my hand with alcohol in front of the official. I then apply a rosin, and then I grab sweat. When I then, I I then go back sweat. out there, and Phil Cuzzi says that my hand's too sticky. I, I don't get it. Yes, when you use sweat and rosin, your hand is sticky. I don't get how I get ejected when I'm, when I'm in front of MLB officials doing exactly, exactly what you want and being deemed my hand's too sticky when I'm using legal substance. I do not understand that. I buy it. What is sweat? I don't get that. Yeah. Explain that to me. I'm I, lost. I believe him. Sweat. His sweat. Own, his own sweat. Yeah, like his own sweat. Like where are you where are you dipping that sweat? Like where are you finding that sweat? From his head. From yeah. his hat. Under his hat. Under his hat. Yeah. That sounds revolting. Yes, it does. 
But it's baseball. There's I a put lot of my rosin on, and then I find the sweat, the persp- perspiration somewhere from my body to be able to, to put it on my to put <laughs> it on my puke? hand. Are you really going to puke right now? I mean, that's that that is that that's a, why do why do you have such a weak stomach when it comes I don't to that go, stuff? Oh. A guy can't grab like a big gob of his own sweat and put it all over you know ball oh to God. get some. Oh my, oh my gosh! To get some like rosin. Like, you don't have, like, back of his neck, you know, like, just sun beating down, grabs a big gob of sweat and puts it on the ball with some rosin. From, 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 stickiness. from, from the, the, the quarterback, the wince, the wince neck. No, not that Sweat neck. from the wince neck. That, that ain't, that, no. So now it's yeah. rosin, perspiration, and what? And Carson Wentz has got a solar. And pus. Ca- and Car- pus. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz has got a solar system of acne on the back of his neck. All right, so that is that is a whole other discussion altogether. That now, is, can that's you get in trouble substance. for? Can you get in trouble for that illegal substance? <laughs> and what would they consider that to be when they see how sticky that is? Let me, let me tell you something. When you got the type of acne on the back of your neck that you can hang clothes off of, that's a problem. All right, that that is where we draw the line. But when it comes to Max Scherzer. I don't know, man. Like he seemed uh, like the the idea that he would wash his hands in front of MLB officials and then they would come out and then throw him out. I saw a quote. I forget who it was. I think it was Bob Nightingale who covers Major League Baseball had a quote from one of the um, one of the crew members uh, for the umpires who said it was so sticky that two innings later they were still trying to wipe the residue off their hands after they shook his hand. So. I've had those moments before, just not too. in the baseball diamond. You know? <laughs> yeah, I have too. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm sure somebody's got a Deshaun Watson joke they're thinking of right now. <laughs> uh, and I've had that conversation directly with the person I was hanging out with. Too. <laughs> <laughs> this just feels like... I just got to make sure that you understand how... how... Sticky, this substance. You, you ever notice the one the one consistent thing with baseball is every year there's some sort of a cheating scandal. Oh, every season. That is true. And, and it's always got has something. something to, yeah, that's true. They got to have yeah. a better way, though, to distinguish whether it's like really rosin and sweat. They have to have some sort of like, I don't know, liquid that umpires can have on their hand and like, put it on the player's hand to make sure it really is just uh, rosin and sweat because it just right. seems like it's like. It's going to be obje- objective, like it's going to depend on the umpire. That, that has to be objective because yeah. I mean, some people sweat more than others. And, yeah. and I would, I, and who knows if he's got suntan lotion on? Like yeah. we've heard pl- pictures yeah. oh, that use suntan lotion. But man, like there are certain pictures. So you got to have a sweat meter, like, like like we measure and test your sweat. Like <laughs> this is pure sweat. So this is tainted sweat. For, like, what? For example, like my we have a history of melanoma in my family. That's a dangerous skin cancer. So I can't be in the sun i got to use a lot of sunblock case in point why i look like a vampire sometimes because i can't mm. have any direct sunlight so i have if, the same problem it, bro. yeah i hear you man you know yeah. me, me i hear you man, man. <laughs> i hear you man look at him that, that, he that's loves that's it <laughs> he loves he loves the spf 60 <laughs> so like why does lavar have a white face <laughs> I got to protect myself from them rays, Rangers. bitches. So, like, the, like, so that's why I look at this and I go, the umpire's sitting here saying, all right, well, you know, it, it was sticky and it was, 
All right. Well, it could be it could vary from one guy to the next. Like I don't know how you enforce this. Like to me, I want nothing more than to find out Max Scherzer was cheating. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I think the fact that guys can doctor baseballs and do this sort of stuff that we've seen for years in Major League Baseball is funny to me. But I just don't know how he would be accused of cheating after he washed his hands in front of a major league baseball official twice and his spin his spin rate wasn't like it w- wasn't uh above normal it normally is <laughs> but i will say when you say i swear on my child's life i didn't that's when you're like okay also buddy. it is appropriate considering how he departed the dodgers that this happened at dodger stadium yeah. I, I think that a also bum. is appropriate <laughs> yeah Berto's not a big fan of uh, yeah i see quitting that bum <laughs> oh my gosh he's a bum why do you have such a personal surprise his arm didn't fall off man. yesterday yeah. Oh my gosh, Berto. Are yeah. you okay? You need a hug? Hey, Berto, uh, for, for those people All that right. have forgotten, sum up in about in 10 seconds if you can. Why? What happened with Max Scherzer and the Dodgers? He couldn't pitch uh, game six of the playoffs because his, uh, his he said his arm was dead. Yeah, a dead arm. Well, he did. Yeah, yeah dead arm. And, and he was dehydrated. Yeah. So he couldn't have mixed his sweat with the rosin. Yeah, let me tell you something. Convenient dead arm as he goes into free agency. Yeah, th- mm-hmm. there was that mm-hmm. as well, too. So it felt like it was a business decision. You wasn't Max important Scherzer. enough to him, Berto. <laughs> screw that bum. <laughs> and he said, screw you with his arm. Damn. How about that? Damn, Pac-Man. Take this dead, take this dead arm, Berto. <laughs> take this dead arm. Take this dead arm. And you're yeah. going to love this dead arm, Berto. By the way, and the rest of you L.A. Dodger fans. By the way, something tells me that would have came off different if we were at break. <laughs> it would have been something else. You're going to enjoy this dead arm. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at Fox Sports Radio. Radio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh. Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.